Hello and welcome to the Speak Female podcast, the podcast that is on a mission to empower, coach and educate women as well as allies around the world to become more confident, knowledgeable and to have the opportunity to listen to real subjects that they can either relate to or learn something from. Speak female as a term is defined by changing the meaning around words, phrases and stereotypes that tend to have a negative association towards women. Speak female is about how we can and will edit the narrative to build a value community with a goal to see justice in the world. I'm your host, Lucy Grimwade, and I wear many hats where I think and encourage others to think outside of the box. I'm an ICF qualified coach, senior IT improvement manager, and of course, audio and visual podcaster. For season three, I have introduced panel style conversations on topics such as leadership, confidence and menopause. This is alongside a couple of interviews with incredible women doing incredible things. Now let's speak female. Hello and welcome back to the Speak Female podcast. In this episode, I'm interviewing Michaela Jackson, who is the founder of She Almighty. She is a coach and she's been powering women for over half a decade to take a stand to be their best selves in their careers and their lives. She has worked with thousands of women to shift from that survival mode to kind of thriving and striving in life. She hasn't had it always figured out. And she had moments in her 20s where she was feeling lost, frustrated, and she reached a bit of a low point where she wasn't very happy in her job and her living situation. Fast forward slightly, and by the end of 2016, She Almighty was born. That was all before she turned 30. She Almighty has become a vehicle to empower herself and empower other women worldwide, and it's exactly what she loves doing. She Almighty is now an incredible community of aspirational, mission-led and impact-driven women and they've recently just launched the She Almighty Collective, which I asked Michaela about. So now, sit back and enjoy the interview with Michaela. Michaela, welcome to the Speak Female podcast. Well, thank you very much. It's such a pleasure to be here. Oh, I think the pleasure is all mine. Now, I want to dive straight in and I want to ask you, what was the inspiration behind the name She Almighty? Well, I guess in a nutshell, I wanted women to know it was for them. Um, I wanted them to feel strong and empowered. Um, I wanted it to be aspirational. And I just remember playing around with the words, you know, like, oh, she or, you know, I was just sort of playing around with that and putting them next to one another, like on my fridge for a while. Is this sitting well with me? And yeah, I guess it just felt right, you know. Um, So, yeah, that's it. In a nutshell, it takes me back, you know, to to the beginning of the journey. Um, But yeah, exciting times and it stuck. So here we are. Can really resonate with that. Because when I was coming up with Speak Female, I was messing about with the the words like she and her and woman and, you know, and all of that. So when you were just saying that there, I was like, yeah, that takes me back. When I spent hours thinking of different names, putting post-it notes up too. Yeah, you feel me. You feel me. (laughs) I love Speak Female though. That's, it's a good end. 
thank you. Yes, <laughs> great. Um, so tell me, how did your journey start? Well, I guess in a nutshell, not knowing what I wanted to do when I grew up. You know, I um, was kind of told well, sorry, told to do well at school to go to uni and do well at uni to get a good job. And that's what I did. You know, those kind of logical steps. Um, absolutely loved my course in university. I studied um, media, culture, society, politics, environment, all those sorts of things. And it completely broadened my mind, my horizons. Um, and I felt really empowered. I felt like the world was my oyster at the end of it. But actually, the truth was, I had no idea what I wanted to do. And, you know, I'm a small town girl from Aberystwyth. Um, wasn't exposed to a lot of jobs um, back there. And I wanted to get to London, but I didn't quite know how. It felt a bit impenetrable. I didn't have connections. Plus, it was 2008. And that was when there was the financial crash. And there were just things in the way. So I ended up moving back home um, to Aberystwyth, where I'm from, and um, did a couple of jobs and then realized this is not what I want to be doing. And anyway, went traveling by myself, decided to go traveling um, around Southeast Asia and Australia, much to my mother's dismay at the time, as you can imagine, um, and ended up living in Melbourne for a few years. And I had some great jobs and some great opportunities, but I realized that I just wasn't getting the fulfillment that I yearned for. And it got to the point where I wanted to move back to the UK. And um, I was like, right, I'm going to get to London this time, which I did. But I still had no idea what I wanted to do next. And a friend suggested recruitment and I got a job in that, in tech recruitment. And it was a good job. But as you can imagine, because I didn't have clarity on what I wanted and it was just something I just almost sort of fell into a few months in, I was like, this is not what I want. And I hit a low point and I wasn't happy in um, my living situation, with my job, in a relationship. And I thought, right, I need to make some positive changes and no one else but me can do that. And that's when I discovered coaching. And to be honest with you, I, I still have no idea how I came across it. I remember being on a double-decker bus in Brixton, reading about the coaching academy, um, saying there's a free weekend, taste weekend, you've got to come along, knowing full well they're obviously going to try and sell me something um, if it's for free. But I thought, right, I'm going. This sounds like something I need. And I just fully bought in. I went along and I just fully bought into the process. I just thought, you know what, I think I think I could do this. I, you know, I really, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, to cut a long story short, I ended up studying a diploma in coaching realized I wanted to have my own business and a few more job changes later I plucked up the courage to you know to set up my coaching business and that was not far or five years ago now. And with that story I bet there's some real highs and lows can I ask you that can I ask you what have been your highs and your lows? Yeah so I would say I guess highs have been you know along the way I suppose when I've been um I was working for a company and they were going through a global redundancy. I hadn't been there that long. And actually I found out that I was, you know, likely to be made redundant. And I really didn't mind because I was kind of bored already. And I don't think I was ever really meant to be in jobs, to be honest with you. My longest was 18 months. Um, and I kind of volunteered to be on the redundancy panel. Like I was that, like, I'm okay to do this. Like it's cool. Um, and, you know, walked away with a decent sum of money after, 
not being there that long, I thought, right, this is the time I'm going to set up my business now. But I think in the back of my mind, maybe because I hadn't made the decision to leave then, maybe I wasn't ready. And I got offered another job. It was quite an exciting opportunity. And I went for it. And so it was kind of bumps in the road there, you know. And anyway, I was in that job for a while and I thought, you know what, I don't want to be doing this job. I really need to leave. I need to get out. And I guess that was just before I turned 30. I knew I had a goal to set up my coaching business before I turned 30. And so that's when I thought, right, it's September. My birthday's in November. If I'm going to do this, I've got to do it now. And so I guess that was probably a high in that, although there were bumps in the road, actually making that decision. I remember with that job, I went to Belgium and back in the day, I got home, burst into tears. So this was a low point, obviously. And my then my husband, then fiance was like, you know, few gin and tonics later, just quit your job, you know. I'll support you. Um, And I was like, just quit my job. You know, that kind of permission to do that. And um, yeah, so that's what led to it. And I did. And I guess that was a high. And then, of course, doing that, making that decision is such a high. And then you go on the emotional roller coaster of what is entrepreneurship and setting up a business. So I guess that first year was, yeah, there was plenty of highs and lows. And there has been along the way too. Um, But I guess, that first year, if anybody's listening and they're thinking about setting up a business or they're within those initial stages of the business, gosh, I feel you, you know, I, you know, I'm there because uh, I don't know, uh, you know, if you kind of have, have experienced this with what you've been doing, but it's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing, but there's so much excitement, but then, oh, I've got to figure this out. And there's overwhelm and there's like, oh, it's new. And then there's a win. And then there's like a disappointment and it's, um, but it's all part of it, isn't it? And it builds your resilience and, um, I guess since then, well, I think you've got another question for me that's going to relate to this. I won't say any more, but um, I guess the highs are, you know, since being um, a mum and having my baby boy, I've still managed to to grow my grow my business, and um, yeah, and I keep growing, and it's exciting. Again, I think a lot of people can really resonate with your story there around kind of starting a business. But it's also like when you're starting a new job at the same time as well, it can be so, there's so many stresses to it. And and I wonder, and and this is a bit of an interesting question that I'm going to ask you is I wonder if you've seen any barriers or have you faced any barriers when you set up She Almighty? I guess the barriers in the main for me were probably lack of knowledge and know-how and um, you know I I don't come from an entrepreneurial family so in terms of mindset or um, the know-how of running a business or or even a coaching practice you know because obviously there's running a business and then there's the nature of running a coaching practice so I'd never been paid for my services before you know so I guess they're kind of barriers but On the other hand, then I suppose I overcame those by learning. It's a very steep learning curve, isn't it? And there's a lot of self-learning and some supported learning along the way as well. Um, I guess treating those first years really, yeah, really probably up until this point or not so long ago, I think my attitude has been treating it like an apprenticeship to be perfectly honest, saying yes to a lot of things, figuring out what feels good and what doesn't, because then whilst that's good, your time and energy, you learn, don't you? Gosh, I can't do everything. Not everything feels good. 
And so that energy output, you really have to sort of learn to manage as well. But I think mostly what works in my favor, and this has always been a mantra of mine, it also lets me down sometimes, but persistence pays off. It's kind of that grit and determination. I knew that the success of my business is all down to me. And whilst that is very motivating, it's also very, (laughs) can be a big source of, I guess, anxiety, if you will. Um, But I think that's, yeah, I'm I'm persistent. And so um, I wasn't prepared to let things get in my way, I think. And as you were just talking now, I was just thinking about just your whole journey has been so it's so exciting from even though there were some challenges there around what am I going to do when I grow up but then you went traveling you lived in Sydney you start you set up your own business and the question that I, that's coming up for me here really is around how have you kept that kind of um exciting spirit I don't know what else to call it really well do you know what I think the reality is when we talk um on something like this, like within a podcast, or we summarize our story, we get good at telling our story, don't we? And the exciting parts. But the truth is, it's not an upward trajectory. There are definitely lots of highs and lows. So, you know, when I was living in Melbourne, I became like owner partner of a sales and marketing company, major high, felt good for a while. But after, you know, after having been there for a year or 18 months, I just realized it was relentless. It wasn't what I wanted to do long-term. So that was a hundred, that started out as a hundred percent commission role within sales. I had to have a lot of motivation to do that. And when the flame went out, you just couldn't do it anymore. And I had to recognize that. And I even walked away from quite a big chunk of money from doing that because of the, the model of the business. But so whilst I have had that spirit, I think what you have to recognize, I think, we don't have upwards trajectory, do we? We are kind of, there are ups and downs, it is squiggly and it all serves us. But when we when we kind of realize that the flame is not there or, or we're not being lit up by something, then it's probably time to make a change or a tweak. It might not be a major change. It might be a, hmm, this doesn't feel like it's serving me. And so I think really it's about learning to be in tune with yourself and allowing yourself to be uncomfortable when you're going through a shift, which I have been doing recently. You know, truth be, if truth be told, um, I haven't felt really excited the whole time that I've been running She Almighty. You know, there are times I think, oh, maybe I don't want to do that anymore. I want to try something new. And I've recently just enrolled myself in a, a course with the London um, Business School. So I'm constantly kind of like growing and evolving and becoming like everyone else is. So um, in a nutshell, I think the spirit isn't always like on fire, but then if that's the case, tuning in and trying to help, to, trying to recognize what is going to help ignite that again, you know, and being kind to yourself while you're going through that. Thank you for being so honest there, actually, because I think in the world that we live in now, everyone puts their kind of, it, you know, Instagram is just highlights, right? It's people Life highlights, even LinkedIn's becoming like that now. And when you were just talking about just, you know, moments where you're kind of having to walk away from something or do I want to do this anymore? I can, re- and I know that our listeners will also be kind of 
going yes same here but I can really resonate with that because there has been such challenges even this year not just because of the pandemic but because of you know speak female it takes a lot of time to do the recordings and get it out there and promote it and there's times when it can be quite draining so yeah really kind of resonate with what you're saying and kind of making sure that that spark is in your in your belly still Mm. and if it's there carry on with it but if it's not there then find something that is going to light you up Mm. absolutely that's going to lead me quite nicely on to I want to ask you what has been your biggest success I think my biggest success has been and I've kind of already sort of alluded to it but growing my business year on year even after having my son Kobe um because I think you know that's something we kind of as women, if we want to have families or if we don't, it's it's a consideration, isn't it? And, you know, my intention when starting my business was to be able to build it around my family when I had one. And I am really um, ambitious. You know, I always have been and I'm not, a, you know, I'm not um, ashamed to admit that. And, you know, it's, it's not easy, actually. It's really quite a juggling act as... Um, all the mums out there will know uh, it's totally worth it. Obviously, I completely understand if you don't want a family too, by the way. So I'm not advocating that everybody should. But at the same time, it was my intention to do that. And I think it's been such a team effort with my husband. It really has. But I just when I had him, I just wanted to get back to knowing that I could do what I did before, you know, and and I've managed to do that. And it, and it does make you... Um, look at things differently probably your values shift um you maybe want to prioritize different things but I actually think that can be quite a good thing and I guess the biggest thing I'm learning is how can I be more resourceful you know um and make sure that I'm actually take the pressure off sometimes and be kind to myself with it because you know you are doing we're lots of things aren't we and a mum is a big part being a mum is a big part of my life now so you know, um, but yes, I would say that's what I feel is the biggest achievement for me being able to have done that. Yeah. And what about your biggest challenge that you faced then? I think my biggest challenge has been doing or trying to do everything myself in my business um, and not always playing to my strengths because we can't possibly be good at everything, can we? You know, and Yeah, I think something over the past sort of year or so, um, I've got support and I've outsourced, but it's very difficult when you're very central to your business and you are the voice and, you know, I'm the one working with my clients day in, day out. Um, You know, I feel that I am my my target audience, if you will. You know, I'm one of the women that I work with at different stages of the journeys they've been on and we're always going through different things anyway. So I think... So, yeah, I think that has been my biggest challenge and things like, you know, for example, I'm probably confident, I say, in selling myself or my services. Not that it's a hard sell when you're a coach, right? It's really about rapport and chemistry and demonstrating your value, because if somebody needs that and you can provide it and you demonstrate your worth, then great, let's do this. But something that I didn't know anything about is marketing, right? You know, and I think that's probably one of the most important skills uh, within business now or, or something that you need within business so 
yeah, I think my biggest challenge has been trying to do too much myself. And then there's that kind of barrier of everything I invest in needs to be worth it. And yeah, it's a sort of finding your way without letting go of things and empowering yourself, you know, within your business. And I feel like we've talked a lot about She Almighty, the business. So I'm now going to be super nosy and I'm going to ask you loads of questions about what's going on with She Almighty. And my first question is, tell me about the courses that you offer. Okay, so there's currently two. Um, One of them is called the Self-Empowerment Series. And I designed this because really it's all the topics that I feel we need that that can support us on our self-empowerment journey and when I say that it's about building the foundations to be our best selves for our best careers and life so within that there's everything from prioritizing you to developing self-awareness overcoming limiting beliefs knowing your values valuing your priorities Um, championing self-love, ritualizing self-care. You feel me? It's all of those things that are almost like the building blocks for us feeling our best selves. And, you know, I I feel at every stage we can benefit from those things because sometimes something takes precedence, doesn't it? Work gets busy. We maybe neglect our self-care or we're just going through a bit of a patch where we're doubting ourselves and we need a bit more self-love or whatever it is. So, I think it's almost kind of like a hug. It's like the nurturing one, if you will. And so um, all of my clients that work with me get access to that, but anybody can access that course. And then the other course that I do, I mean, it's slightly, um, it's a different format, but last year or over the past year, um, I run the Sure Mighty Leadership Mastermind. And that's um, basically for mission-led leaders and founders who want to level up their impact and it was a a group of 10 women um, that I invited because it's the first one that I had run these had all been existing clients of mine previously and I felt that they would really benefit and be a great group together and I think the real power of that whilst it was guided and we we covered different topics on leadership each month I think the real power of it was the peer-to-peer support you know they're all in a group now they they've they've got business from one another something bad happens or they're having a rubbish time whatever it is they're there to support and I think we don't all have access do we to other kind of like-minded women the other thing I think they really enjoyed and benefited from is that they're all really from different industries as well so it's almost like Um, I think that has been good, but it's the reassurance, right, that we all do kind of face common challenges. And and so just knowing that is what I found with all of the, since I've been running events and doing this thing, when we realize we often think about our challenges in isolation, when we realize it's not just us that's going through those things and other people have or are going through it too, that's reassuring and that can be empowering. So yeah, peer-to-peer support, I think, is empowering in that like you're bringing value, right? It's not just what I'm, you know, leading. It's like they are all these amazing women. They're all leaders. They've all got so much to offer. And so they empower one another in that. So that's really what that mastermind is about. Incredible. And I think the 100% agreeing with you, 
people can't see us because it's going to be audio but as you were talking about kind of groups of people I was nodding my head because it's so powerful just bringing a group of women together and um I think after this podcast I'm going to ask you a little bit more about the leadership yeah, <laughs> leadership piece as well um so then my next question then is around I'd love to know more about the She Almighty Collective yeah so this is I guess the newest venture um in a nutshell, it's our community for women that are on a mission to be their best and have an almighty impact in the world. And, you know, we do personal development with purpose. It's a bit cheesy, I know, but, you know, I am a bit cheesy. Um, and we connect like-minded, aspirational women. Um, and I guess something that I'm really passionate about, and this is a new, I said I've been going through a bit of a shift recently, and this is something that I want to be bringing in more of, is that I really want She Almighty to be a vehicle a positive change um, through empowering women and through being a business for good. And just to say a little bit more about that, um, we partner with a company called B1G1. Um, they basically um, have worthy causes uh, that are aligned with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. I'm not sure if you've heard of those before. Um, but yeah, and in alignment with the 2030 Agenda to yeah make our world a better place basically in a healthier um more sustainable place and so yeah we obviously through the work that we do in empowering women through coaching and courses and community that is how I feel I more directly do it but I think a lot of women that I work with are conscious they do want to make a difference but we don't always know how we can in our busy everyday lives and through our jobs so at the moment, the way that we do that is financially. So we give to support worthy causes, supporting girls and women and worthy causes worldwide. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of a newer angle. But, you know, the community itself is about personal development and supporting women. Um, but we really care about impact as well. So that's we're developing that at the moment. So how can the listeners and you and myself get involved in the community? So... Probably easiest way is to go via the website, um, shearmighty.com. You can read about it there um, and you can, yeah, learn a little bit more about what it entails, but it's just really with the click of a button um, just to, to sign up. You can read all about it, but anyone can join, you know, um, for, yeah, for, a, for not, it's not a big investment and we hope to find lots of value through it as well. Fabulous. And what I'll do, Michaela, is I'll pop the... Um, web address into the show notes so people Brilliant. can just click Thank straight you. from there amazing you and I both coaches and we're in this coaching industry which is unregulated and I just wanted to ask you around what your view is on the current coaching industry and what changes would you make to it mm. yeah this is an interesting question because Obviously, it's a rapidly growing industry, isn't it? And for good reason, I believe, as a coach, naturally. Um, but I mean, I know that it's been a catalyst for hugely positive change in my life. Um, I've really benefited from it. I believe in the power of coaching. So I'm not sure that I would make any changes but I'm not sure if I get enough exposure to saying that I know I work within it but I know the experiences that I'm having and creating so 
yeah, I appreciate that it's unregulated. You know, there are probably pros and cons to that, I suppose, because so many people have lots of value to offer and there are lots of different ways to coach and different niches, if you will. And I think that's kind of the beauty of it. Um, but what do you think? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, really, thank you for turning it around on to me. <laughs> no, I love it. Um, I probably feel the same as you. I worry on one hand that there is too many people becoming coaches and not doing the right qualifications like what you and I have done and because I'm very big and passionate about believing in you know it's people's people's lives people's careers and I I don't want to be telling not that you tell when you coach but I don't want to be doing the wrong thing but I also don't want to change the industry because like you say there's so many opportunities to kind of niche and the impact that and you probably have tons of stories, but the impact that you have as a coach and being coached, you know, being coached changed my life. And I say this all the time that me investing in coaching for myself changed and saved my life. Mm. And uh, that was one of the kind of reasons why I wanted to go into it. So as much as I'm kind of blabbing on here a little bit, yeah. but um, as much as it, it makes me nervous on one hand, on the other side, I can see the, the benefits of it, kind of the niche and how empowering mm. it can be. And I and I probably would just want to kind of market the benefits and tell people that coaching is not about telling someone what to do. It's about mm. that curious mindset, being creative in that process and, and being curious. Like a coach is never going to tell you what to do. A coach is always just going to ask you those mm. powerful questions and it's a conversation with purpose. Yeah, I think the benefits far outweigh any negatives and I do believe it's it's an incredibly powerful process and for me that's yeah that's what I feel strongly about I think everybody even if you just learn it for yourself and you you didn't coach other people if you can coach yourself then that's really powerful if you can do that for your team if you can have a more meaningful conversation with your friend or your partner obviously you've got to be careful not to coach them and there is that kind of there is the fine line I know that I do it sometimes um you know you're like asking too many questions and then you get asked a question you're like what sorry I'm being asked a question because you're not used to it because you're used to being in control of the questioning you know that is perhaps a danger but I think because really at the crux of it is self-awareness deep like really listening to someone like really responding really listening and really responding to what they're saying I just think that's so powerful. Um, so, yeah, they're my overarching feelings, I would say. Yeah, definitely. I just want to pick up on something you said there as well. Kind of having the coaching skills I've got now, I think in my corporate career, it has really propelled me forwards. And I think that I manage my teams better. I work better with leaders. I work better as a leader as well. And it's and sometimes you're right, stri striking that right balance. Yeah. I know my partner sometimes is like, why are you coaching me right yeah. now? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. Oh, bless him. Yeah. yeah. They're the pitfalls sometimes, but you just have to get a bit clever about it and just like make it a bit less open and be like, you think, yeah, you know, just like yeah. <laughs> tweak the question a little bit, make it more normal sounding. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so my final question and how I would like to wrap up the podcast is ask you really about what is your ambitions for She Almighty? Yeah, so I think, you know, through our coaching courses, 
events, um, community, our vision is to empower women worldwide to be the best, the most powerful and impactful selves. And we want to reach 10,000 members by 2025, which feels like a big target right now. And we're figuring it all out. But but that's the ambition. And, you know, like I said, we're also a business for good, part of a global giving movement, supporting projects in alignment with the UN Sustainable Development Goals and the 2030 Agenda. And we really do want to be a vehicle for social good and social change and for our impact to be measurable in that way too. So yeah, there are ambitions. What fantastic ambitions. I love how ambitious you are. And everyone that's listening now, let's help Michaela get to that 10,000. <laughs> so check out the show notes, get on there, check it out. Um, and yeah, let's get you to that 10,000. Yes. Yes. I Come on, let's do it. Michaela, thank you so much for joining me on Speak Female today. I could literally talk to you forever. Same. I really enjoyed it. Oh, I really enjoyed it. Thank you ever so much. My pleasure. And thank you. Thank you again for having me on. And this is, yeah, such a great initiative. So I look forward to listening to all the episodes. Thank you for tuning in to the Speak Female podcast. I've been your host, Lucy Grimwood. Check out the show notes where you will find contact details for the panellists that have been on this episode today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share across your networks. The more people we can reach, the better. And I will leave you with this. Be curious, be kind and be the change you want to see in the world. Speak female soon.